party people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week on the show, I am joined by Ash Cheshire for a game of I Haven't Seen You Since. I Haven't Seen You Since is one of the games featured in the UNI Roleplaying Games for Two collection currently on sale through DriveThruRPG, an incredible anthology of two-player role-playing games by a star-studded cast of wonderful designers. You can find more information about that in the show notes. I Haven't Seen You Since is a game about teaching improv principles within a role-playing game context. It uses a series of short, improv-focused prompts to create uh, a unique scene between two players, a game that is short, designed to be played anywhere, anytime between any two people. It is a game that I am really, really fond of. I'm really, really happy that I got to play it. It is extremely cool. In addition to designing, I haven't seen you since, Ash has designed a number of other tabletop role-playing games in LARP. They also provided layout for the You and I Role-Playing Games for Two anthology, and the book looks great. Their work is incredible. You can find more of their work at their Patreon at patreon.com slash ashcheshire. With that said, let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am sitting down with Ash Cheshire. Ash, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Oh my gosh, thanks so much for having me. So, real quick, at the top of the show, why don't you take a moment and tell the audience at home any projects that you've got going on that you might want them to know about. Oh, for sure. Thank you. Um, yeah, I have my Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Ash Cheshire. Uh, I just released a new game that I'm super excited about. Uh, maybe I'll come back and, well, we'd need to find a few more people. Maybe we'll play it somewhere else, Jeff. But right, uh, it's fair. called Weasels Are Illegal. Uh, it's uh, uh, Everyone, the players are a cluster of weasels inside a trench coat pretending to be humans because, uh, or to be a human, um, because weasels are illegal. That's, uh, and you, I, 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 you've hit me in the heart and- I, I I am I need a moment if you if you would please because that is wow that's good uh, thank I'm you I'm very excited thank you uh, it's I'm really proud of it um it's it's a very exciting game and uh, members on my Patreon can get the playtest version um right now it's up I gave it to everybody on Thanksgiving and uh, you can find me over on Twitter at Divine Cheshire uh, I geek around over there and and throw up links to things and and uh, yeah so that's that's the major things I'm working on right now. Cool, cool, cool. So this week we are playing uh, I Haven't Seen You Since. As you are the designer of the game, why don't you tell us a little bit about the game itself as as well as where players can find the game? For sure. Thank you for that reminder. The game we are playing today is a project I've finished and obviously has gone off of my radar for a minute. Um, Look, I completely understand that feeling. I I, I get it. I got you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I I know this is, uh, it's a bit of a retail trick that I learned, but it's actually true. Today really is my first day. Uh, this is my first um, gaming podcast, so I'm a little bit anxious and excited. And uh, so I, I thank you and our listeners for your patience and fortitude with me. Um, so uh, I Haven't Seen You Since is a game that I originally designed uh, to go into the Baba Yaga mystery box that I curate and make for um, Big Bad Con mm-hmm. as one of our Kickstarter reward levels. And um, it was really popular. Getting a game in the box was really popular. And so that has turned into a whole other thing. Um but uh, this then I, I created a new version of it for an anthology um, that was uh, curated by Lucian Khan. And uh, I think there were something like 14 or 15 different designers in that collection. Like that. It's, it's, a, it's a lot. It's amazing. It's, it's super cool. It's phenomenal. And I was so excited to be involved in it. I also um, I uh, had the extreme fortune and uh, 
uh, intense project of I did the layout as well. Um, and so I'm extremely proud of it. Uh, when that first physical copy landed, uh, you can find it at drivethroughrpg.com. Uh, and yeah, just holding the first physical copy uh, that came out properly uh, of, of this book was just delightful for me. I can imagine because it's it's a great looking book is the thing. Thank you. I'm really yeah, we're we're so proud of it. It's I really dig it. I really like I like this whole anthology and I've been a fan of it since it was first like announced and people started making submissions and we featured a number of the games featured in the anthology on the show and and I I I can't I can't recommend enough that people who enjoy two player role playing games should go and back the or back this and go and purchase this anthology because it's not on Kickstarter it is out in the world and you can just purchase <laughs> For sure. it. Uh, they should go do that because it's a really cool collection of games. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm delighted to be involved in it. Um, it's uh, I, I know um, you know lately we're all talking about how we all have imposter syndrome, but I definitely in getting to lay out the games, I got to know all of them so well, um, staring at them for hours, and I never got bored of reading everyone else's games, and and just continued to feel so incredibly honored and lucky mm-hmm. to be included in in this collection. It's a it's a cool collection and. I'm really excited. To, I'm really excited to play. I haven't seen you since because it is a game of long lost fictitious relations, and it, it's <laughs> light and improv-y and just it feels fun. And I can't wait till I like, get into it. So let's do just that. Yeah, that sounds great. So uh, I'll give you a little um, sort of an overview of it. Um, so like you say, it is. It's very light and improv-y. It's it's very much inspired by my background in improvisational theater, and. Um, I want to give a shout out to Karen Twelves and her hard work for um, Improv for Gamers really also inspired and influenced my work on this game because she was she was one of the first people who gave me that idea that mm-hmm. that improv skills could absolutely cross over and be supportive um, for gamers. And so uh, this was my gift to initially the Big Bad Con community and now the larger gaming community of um, a a way to have a fun game in your back pocket that you can quickly explain to one other person and gives you uh, an opportunity to practice some of those Mm -hmm. improv skills of coming up with ideas, making and accepting offers, saying yes and in various ways. All of that good stuff. I I love it. I, I, as as an improv nerd, I I, I love the way that it specifically... It's a great, it's a great like teaching tool for those, those, those practices, you know, yes, and making offers, that kind of stuff. And it, and it, it puts that in a context that is familiar, but it also enforces like how those are effective tools for building a story. Thank you. Yeah. And it, it, I really, um, the idea came to me as, uh, initially I was trying to think of what would be a fun game to have literally in your back pocket at a gaming convention. Um, so many of us, use games as a means to connect with people, but sometimes unstructured socialization can be difficult, you know, or unstructured socializing rather. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so initially my design for it was, uh, it came with this front sheet that said, uh, you know, if, if you want to use this as an icebreaker at the con, here's, here's the intro written as an introduction to the person you'd like to play with. And so you can literally just walk up to someone and hand them this 
And it said something to the effect of, hello, the person who just handed this to you would like to play a short game. It can, the game will go as long as you want it to. Um, if you don't want to play, please hand it back and say, I'm sorry, you've mis- uh, you've mistaken me for someone else. Um, and no harm, no foul. But if you would like to play, then, and it went right into the game. It said, turn and, and greet them, make up a name for them and say, my goodness, I haven't seen you since. That's so good. And so I heard some I heard some really sweet stories about this being an icebreaker for people. I love that. That's so wonderful. Okay, I got I mean, we got to play cuz I'm I'm all I'm all excited. All right. Super, Absolutely. I'm, I'm, We're pumped. All I'm beyond pumped. Great. So the first thing we'll want to do is um is out of character just you and me um talk very briefly if there are any things that you would definitely like in in our game today or anything you really would not like to play with. And this can be thematic. Uh, it could be specific topics. Um, you know, if there are any things that you'd like to X card out of our game at the beginning. Um, other than my normal X card topics, which is nothing happens to kids, nothing happens to animals, and no eye-related injuries, I think I'm pretty okay. good going where the story goes. For sure. I'm absolutely on board with all three of those. If we want to go dramatic with it, we can go dramatic with it. If we want to go silly, we can go silly with it. I am, I am fine following it following along where we where we decide to take things great yeah that covers mine as well um so that sounds really good cool all right and um so uh we've kind of talked a little bit about some of the things i'm i'm curious actually do you have any improv background because it sounds like you really uh gravitated to that you recognized it very quickly uh i grew up watching an obscene amount of whose line is it anyway and also (laughs) and i tried out for right it was just it was it was on at just the right time for me to like binge it and then i tried out for a few improv troops in college and was not accepted so out of spite i created a podcast about role-playing games that's all improv and now who's laughing it's them because they don't have to edit (laughs) an hour of audio every other week well, wonderful. So um, that's great. This will be this will be a fun chance for you to revitalize some of those acting chops. Yeah, I'm excited. So uh, we decide um, between us who would like to go first. It doesn't really make a huge difference. It's only um, the the beginning of the game and the end of the game have a little bit more structure to help kind of frame it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really just just a matter of kind of who kicks off the conversation. Um, so would you like to begin? Hmm, I can begin. Okay, so um, you will uh, enroll me, um, which means mm-hmm. you will uh, give me a character by greeting me by my name and um, and a title, if you wish, or a nickname or some other embellishment. Um, and a little, um, you know, some little detail about sort of uh, maybe where we are or our relationship. This um, The idea is that the two of us have not seen each other for a very long time, and we have unexpectedly... Uh, just, you know, one or both of us are surprised by seeing each mm-hmm. other. All right. I think I'm going to go a little silly with it. Great. And I think I'm ready. I think I've got, I think I've got it. Great. And then I will respond by enrolling you just so we can kind of get into the flow mm-hmm. of things. And, and, uh, and then we will, um, we'll take the next move when we get there. Let me think of, I got to think of one, one key detail and then I'm, then I'm Great. ready to, ready to rock and roll. Okay. I'm ready. All right. Well, well, well. Agent Albatross. I don't think we've crossed paths since the Orlando incident. Ah, my goodness. The Albatross incident, that brings back a few memories. 
excuse me, the Orlando incident. <laughs> I forget my nicknames. I, uh, I, I've been I mean, an agent for so long, you see. But you, I mean, they, they, you know, they call it the albatross incident. You, you, you pulled off quite the job. It was very impressive. <sighs> Control. I, I believe that you are making fun of me again. Eh, perhaps a bit. Excellent. All right. I'm going to pause for a second and take us out of character. Yeah. Okay. Um, so wonderful. I am Agent Albatross. You are Control. We haven't seen each other since the Orlando incident that apparently is now named after my code name for that whatever happened there. Yep. Um, beautiful. So um, this is this is the last time I'm going to overtly interrupt us out of character. But the next move will be for you to um, you kind of you you wrapped it in kind of beautifully. Um, so you can elaborate slightly on that last time. So the the I haven't seen you since. This is where that move comes mm-hmm. in, and then we will go um, go fully into our characters and see where this goes. Yes, perhaps making fun of you a little bit. It's hard to shake the agent-control relationship. You know, that power dynamic, even though we are not in the organization anymore, it's hard to shake that kind of power dynamic. <laughs> I I completely understand. My surprise was merely that you caught me by surprise. I was not expecting to uh, to see you here. Are are you are you on duty at the moment? Um, No, actually, kind of quite the opposite. I am, I guess, what you would charitably call permanently off-duty. Oh, you have retired, have you? uh, A a mutual parting of ways was established. Let's leave it at that. I, I am more than happy to leave it at that, Control. I certainly would not wish to get you into any hot water. Oh, it's uh, oh, it's fine. I, I don't think that the water that I, I have been in could be any hotter, but it is, it is, it is nice to be out of the game, so to speak. Indeed. Did you manage to get all of your pieces off of the board before you, uh, before you ended the game? I remember that shortly after the Orlando incident, I, I did hear that you were having some, some difficulty with managing a, a couple of um, uh, alter egos, shall we say? Yes, um, there were some administrative incidents. Uh, you know, debriefing sessions are what they are, and they're a little they they get a little wacky. But uh, you know, <laughs> we we worked through it, and eventually, you can only pawn off you can only pawn off blame on your agents for so long before they uh, before management starts looking in your direction. <laughs> Did you did you give anyone else that ridiculous mustache you made me wear, or was that was that special just for me? Oh, that was special just for you. I would never. I would never. That was that was that was yours and yours alone. I mean, you pulled it oh. off better than any other agent that could have pulled it off. <laughs> it uh, it was the pulling off that did me in, if you remember. That is fair. That is fair. But I mean, if I I mean, had you not been caught, those. You would not have set off those mines. The facility would not have gone up in flames. That was a key critical win on our part. Frankly, I, I think that I had to the unseen eye, I, I almost would think that you getting caught was part of the plan. Um, control. I'm, should I call you Control? Is there another name that you prefer now? It's It seems strange to... It... Makes me feel young again, if I'm being honest. You can call me Roy if you like, but, you know. Well, in that case, control Roy. Thank um, you. Since, 
since you're out of the game and uh, I am no longer with the institution that we both worked for, uh, I feel I feel that I could tell you now some details about that mission that I I wasn't wasn't allowed to share with you before. Um, I mean, obviously, we wouldn't want to be sharing state secrets. You know, obviously, these should these were these were classified for a reason. But hypothetically, if you were to know things, and I and you were to just sort of say them to yourself out loud, I couldn't conceivably, you know. And I had just happened to be nearby. I mean, the worst possible thing for me would be for you to leave thinking that that buffoonery was genuine on my part. Fair. And I, I, I don't think it's it's risking too much for me to simply say that uh, that your your perception may be accurate. That I I was at least in some part uh, playing a bit of a bit of the fool, um, but. <sighs> I'm not sure how to put this control, Roy. Thank you. But when you brought up the 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 triggering of the mines, there is something that has stuck in my craw all these years and something that I have really wanted to ask you. Um why didn't my reinforcements come through? <sighs> right to the point. That's what I like about you, Albatross. It- are, are you still Albatross? Are you still with an organization where I haven't, I, I feel like a fool. I haven't asked you word one about where you've been. It's been me, me, me. <laughs> I, uh, I am self-employed. Let's leave it at that. Not a bad place to be. <laughs> it's good work if you can get it. Yeah, it certainly is. <sighs> but I feel that you're avoiding my question control perhaps a little bit suffice it to say while you on the ground may have felt that you were a knight or a queen or a bishop how the piece that you represented on the board may not have reflected that maybe not yet at that maybe not at the at the at the time of the incident i see i see so everything that happened between you and me on that mission meant nothing. Is oh that what, no, is, that is—is is that I was a pawn in your game? My game, no. I I couldn't put myself as as more than a perhaps a rook in the organization's game. What happened between mm. us meant a lot to me, but. In terms of your role in the op- in operation in the Orlando incident, you were you were put on you were put there with a purpose, and that purpose was to get caught. But how could you have allowed that to happen to me? It absolutely destroyed my credibility. I was exposed. I can laugh now about the idea of being discovered by having my false mustache ripped from my face, but. It was quite humiliating, Roy. It's yes. strange to call you that. It's very strange to have a name for you now. Yeah, that's that's why it was always control. But given that I'm on the outskirts now, it's not really my place to care too much about procedure. I spent more than enough time doing that. Well, I suppose that's true. I've thought about you so much in the years since then. 
And, well, I... I must confess I did look for you a bit, although I didn't, I didn't want you to... Well, maybe I didn't want to find you, but I, I did try occasionally. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it is my job do. to know, after all. It, it is your job to know. And maybe that's why I did it, to, to make sure that you knew that I was thinking about you. And for what it's worth, even had you not, I would have been thinking about you. It was a thorn in my side that I, that I didn't speak up. I could have, but I guess the only consolation that I can give you, Albatross, is I had to pick somebody, and, I mean, you remember, you, you, you've met, you were, you were there, you, we, we, you, you saw the agents that you were working with, none of them could live the self-employed life. That structure, that feeling like you had a place in the war, in the game, meant more to them than it did you. Hmm. I knew you'd be okay. I knew you'd bounce back. I knew that you wouldn't stop looking for me. Even if you knew that I knew where you were, even if I knew everything even if it was just to remind me of the person that i screwed over i knew that you would stay sharp and stay active i didn't know that for a lot of the other agents on the field and for what it's worth am i wrong was i wrong no you weren't wrong control it it did turn out and to be honest, if if any of my other handlers said to me what you just said, I would be enraged. And yet, I don't know. From you, it I believe you. It it does feel genuine. And and you're right. I did I did pick myself up, and it has been better for me. It's, but I still I still go back to Orlando. I still go back to that 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 terrible motel that we were. That we were uh, staked out in for so long. It had a great, like, it had an unexpectedly great view. It is really the one did. thing that I remember. Yeah, I remember that too. You could just see just just the tips of of Disney, just over the <laughs> just cresting over the horizon. It was. It made me feel like there was something brighter on the other side. Do you remember when you used to submit your reports in a Mickey Mouse voice? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Tell me the truth, Roy. Didn't Yes, what's funny? It's funny? What is funny, Roy? I don't feel like being sincere should be this hard. All this time using conversation as as a tool as a weapon as a trick of the trade and yet having an honest conversation feels like a more effective torture than anything they put us through in training and you remember the kinds of things that they put us through in training oh, don't don't even start with that training you're going to use all of this in the field <laughs> 
This will all be very relevant later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. Because because it's still 1964 and we're still in a James Bond novel. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Managers thought that Get Smart was a training manual. I can I tell you? Can I can I tell you a control secret? <laughs> of course. You're only so far from the truth. I remember they sat us down and showed us Casino Royale. <laughs> oh no! The, like, not even like not even. I mean, and mind you, this was fifteen, twenty, twenty years ago. If 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 not longer, oh God, how long has it been? Ugh. They showed us the original. This the the. The one with Woody Allen, and they said, they said, watch oh. the torture scenes in this because they'll be relevant. <laughs> and I remember just thinking, this is a comedy film from 1964. <laughs> At least the kids today does, get the get the Daniel Craig version. It's true. It does, however, give me a bit of an idea, Roy. You say you say you are retired. Their words, not mine. Would you perhaps like to come out of retirement? I'm listening. As I mentioned, I am self-employed. Uh, it it does give me some some flexibility, shall we say, in in my projects. And I uh, I know that you and I have some mutual interests in terms of mm, past loose ends. You're not wrong. There are certainly more than a few questions left unanswered. Least of which being, where do they do with the things in my cubicle? You know they never let me back in to pack up my desk? Which items do you miss the most, do you suppose? They're... A motel receipt. Oh, Roy. What can I say? You, you knew me better than anybody. You know I'm a sap. Roy, I'm I'm going to take something out of my wallet now. Here. Normally this means a gun, but I, I will I will let you finish. I grabbed the receipt for you. You were always you were always the best agent on the field. Gave you that. Well, it was incriminating evidence and I couldn't possibly allow it to be unprotected. But I know that you'll take better care of it. Like I said, you were always the best agent on the field. Both in terms of both your thorough and a damn good liar. <laughs> From anyone else, that would not be considered a compliment. Yes, well, I'm not anyone else. No, you're not. So, loose ends, you say? I mean, you know my Indeed. loose ends. I There's people, there's questions that I need answered because even Mission Control only got half of the story mm. what are yours what's what what's what's in this for you well to be honest roy i it's a lot of why i went into business for myself is to find out who's really pulling these strings because the missions after you left got increasingly bizarre and erratic the justifications became less and less coherent i don't know I don't know to what extent you were 
the glue that was holding that organization together. But I do know for sure that after you left, it came apart at the seams faster than any of us could have predicted. I I wouldn't say I was holding it together so much as I would say that I was holding you all at arm's length. None of this is terribly surprising to hear. Mm-hmm. But I considered it my job as your handler. Pardon the lingo here. I considered it my job as your handler, as your collective handler to keep you focused on the job and not so much what was happening behind the scenes. But no, you're not wrong. I mean, it was there. And I've, I've spent the last few years pulling on a few of those strings and seeing what, what tugs back, if that makes sense. And, um, I think I've, I've reached a point where the assistance of someone with additional knowledge and information would be extremely useful to me. And perhaps you would know of such a person, someone who might know where that location was, that, that hotel and that look, that overlook, someone who could maybe make their way there sometime in the next two weeks. I have some, some sources that I could tap. I, I think I know just I think I know just 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 the resource to to pull into this mission. I but thought I guess, you might. I guess my question is, is that what brings you here? I mean, this charity gal is not exactly your normal scene. I mean, two two grand a plate is not exactly. Oh, is that what this one cost? I don't pay much attention anymore. Well, self employment must be great for you. Well, uh, it's it's less that and more that you can really get into any party if you know which doors to knock on. That's. But while this gala may not be my particular cup of tea, you were always you were always more of a burger and fries agent. Well, I know a pretty good joint down the road. I was gonna get out of here. This this turned out to be. More interesting in terms of the company, but far less interesting in terms of the gala. Yeah, I suppose it did. Though I must ask one question. What is that, Control? You can call me Roy. Sorry, old habits die hard. Old habits, I understand. So you found your way to this gala. Mm -hmm. Two grand a plate. You knocked on the right Mm -hmm. doors. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a pretty exclusive guest list. Did you happen? Did you know who was going to be here? I, I've been going to a lot of galas lately, Roy. <laughs> I knew that you would show up at one eventually. Persistence makes a good spy. I will give you that. I think I'm going to go have that burger now. Yeah, I've got some hands to shake. Babies to kiss, you know that. You know, you know of the course. deal. Well, be well, Roy. It was good to see you. Over and out, Albatross. Thanks so much. Never gets old. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna seg into the epilogue. <sighs> so after after the conversation ends, 
we take a couple of minutes to imagine our character's internal response to the conversation. And, um, and we have uh, a couple of questions mm-hmm. that we can ask each other um, to see what effect this has had on the character's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Jeff, what, what is unresolved for your character? What is still unresolved for Roy? I think the one thing that is unresolved is Roy obviously has feelings for Albatross mm-hmm. and does not and, and has to unpack <laughs> Like the sum total. I think. I think even more than just having feelings for Albatross, it's that Roy does not fully feel like he can forgive himself for what he put Albatross through. Like that gotcha. is the one kind of dangling thing. Is that you know, justifications aside, I think that is still in the back of his mind as I've ruined. I've ruined your life. Oh wow. And that you would you would be in an entirely different position had 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 control not made that call. Oh yeah. I think I think I think as much as he can brush that off, I think that is what lingers. Gotcha. So how has Albatross's feelings about the other character changed? Yeah. Um you know, Albatross's feelings for Roy, um, I think they they it, it's not so much that they changed, but they resurfaced mm-hmm. and the intensity increased on seeing him again. Mm-hmm. And um, even though you know we now know that Albatross has been has been looking for Roy and going to all these galas and like sneaking in for plates that that you know, despite their bravado, I'm not sure that they could actually afford um, trying to find find Roy again and. Um, and so I think it's it's less that the feelings have changed and more that their their realization that face to face those feelings are still very complicated and very strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think the other thing that's unresolved for Roy is I still don't know Albatross's name. I just realized that I also, too. Yeah, Albatross was, was really, really coy with Roy. It just clicked with me. I was like, oh, you know what? And and that feels like an interesting dynamic, right? It, because it's 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 that Roy, and that probably has something to do with like what he put them through. Is like maybe Roy maybe. felt he had to open up, and Albatross didn't for for whatever reason. So, what is unresolved for Albatross? Mm, um, I think Albatross went into this this kind of personal mission of finding finding the the mission control person again and kind of confronting them, and then. Once, once they had Roy in in view, it it all kind of fell apart, and it was sort of, you know, the like the things that they were really important didn't get asked or mm-hmm. didn't get get spoken through because it was just so much um, unexpected emotional intensity. Yeah, and so the 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 actual um, something that that you said actually in the conversation that really um, hit me as a player and, and Albatross as a character was the line about um, sincerity and genuine conversation being the worst torture that for, for spies and, and for, uh, you know, for Albatross who has continued to can just wear this, this mask and, and uh, you know, always playing someone else that, that opportunity to genuinely say, why did you, why did you leave me? vulnerable at my at the worst possible moment Mm -hmm. um was something that that albatross could only kind of joke around 
And so I think that that true conversation of really calling Roy to the carpet and saying, I, I really do need to hold you accountable um, is still very unresolved. Yeah, for sure. So I, I think how have I'm trying to think how has Roy's feelings or have they changed towards Albatross? Mm-hmm. I think they I think much like you said, I think that they haven't changed so much as they've strengthened. I think that Albatross proved themselves right they proved that they they proved that they in roy's eyes they proved that 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 roy was right in making that call because right you know the the amount that you pulled the amount that you've done not only in terms of like pulling yourself back together but like getting leads on the organization i think in roy's eyes that like that 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 even even with all of the guilt that he feels it puts that perspective of oh okay so yeah I, I I was I was right and they were the person that could bounce back and that I did not I did not destroy them even though I have to feel a little bit like I did. Gotcha. Yeah, for sure. Did um so did some of that that residual guilt that Roy was feeling do you think that that receded a little bit in seeing that that Albatross has has been able to continue on pretty darn well and and in fact even still sought a connection back with him? Here's how I feel about that. I don't know if it receded. I think it's actually worse than that. I think it's, I don't know if it's receded so much as I think that his, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? His justifications have like calcified Hmm. a little bit. Oh, gotcha. Like his sort of self delusions about like, I had to do this and it was Mm -hmm. the right call to do this. I think that like he is, still deluding himself a little bit and i think that that seeing you in the state that you have been that you are currently in has sort of allowed him to retreat back into that justification i don't think he's at a point where he can fully like acknowledge the 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 unbelievably shitty thing that he did and i think that i think it almost might be bad for him that you're doing well oh wow um, so that actually leads pretty, pretty nicely into the next question. Does Roy wish to stay reconnected with Albatross? I think for sure. And I think, I think it, there's a lot of reasons for it. Mm-hmm. I think part of it is like the mission that they presented of like figuring out who is, who is pulling the strings, fig- getting to the bot, getting to the top and to the bottom of everything. You know, yeah. I think part of that, like that immediately, Roy, it's even, that even might be part, another answer to the question of like what feelings has changed is I think the, I mm-hmm. think his feelings towards Albatross haven't changed. I think his feelings towards the job changed because I, yeah. I feel like he started out comfortably, comfortably burned. And by the end of it, like he was thinking gotcha. about getting back involved. <laughs> yeah yeah i could i could hear that sort of turn from like i'm retired their words not mine too you don't say mm-hmm. i think that's i think that's sort of how how the feelings change so i think i think he wants to say connected for that and i think part of it is he kind gotcha. of wants to chase that feeling from the motel all those years ago yeah and then yeah. and then maybe maybe through all of that try to forgive himself and get some measure of forgiveness from albatross yeah that makes a lot of sense and that that um mirrors in a really uh 
an interesting way with, um, I think what what Albatross is. I mean, you know, to say uh, that Albatross wants to stay reconnected seems pretty clear uh, since the "let's work together" was promoted. Um, but um, I think on on Albatross's side, the the desire to stay reconnected and and resolve this together is partially to uh, to get that opportunity to really make Roy face what he did mm-hmm, sure. and say, you know, just because, just because I was able to land on my feet and recover does not make it okay. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, such an, it's, it's an interesting turn of the power. Yeah. And, um, and I think Albatross really wants to, wants to flip that power dynamic mm-hmm. and say, you work for me now, now you're the field agent. And now I'm the one who tells you what to do. And now you're the one who doesn't know my name. Um, kind of thing. I do love that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, great. Uh, any other questions that you have about uh, either of the characters or anything else? Yeah, I have um, a, or we can... a spin on the third question that I think is much harder. That Ooh, I think w- okay. I would like for us both to think about. Sure. Does Albatross want to stay connected after sort of the mission is complete? Oh, wow. You're right. Yeah. I think um, that's like like I was thinking about it and I was like, yeah, we want to stay together for the mission, but like after that, like right. what happens then? And and we might not have the answer for that, but I think that's like a much more a much thornier question. I will say it went through Albatross's mind when Roy was talking about how torturous this genuine attempt of real vulnerability between them was this idea of, you know, a, a sort of a, a combination of, yes, this is extremely hard, but also a real desire to make it happen, mm. to make it work. Okay. Um, but I don't think that Albatross is acknowledging that directly or consciously mm. at the moment. Okay. Uh, I think right now the focus is very much, I found you because I'm going to leverage your guilt in order to make you help me undo the wrongs that went down. Sure. Um, but I would not be surprised at all if during that process uh, that Albatross realized that, that the actual underlying desire was for a genuine, real, uh, vulnerable relationship. I think that I definitely think Roy would want to stay connected after the mission probably primarily in like a professional capacity or at least Mm -hmm. I think because I think part of there was a moment for me when you first suggested working together that for Roy like I think that was the was like the thing that 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 stuck in his head Mm. even more so than working with Albatross or for getting forgiveness and then doing all of these things it was it was being being back at on the field was so tremendously mm-hmm. like it, it stirred something in him that I was very I think I think that would be the 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 the, the thing that would draw him to staying reconnected and maybe and maybe force him to kind of explore all of these other aspects is like I think that once the idea of the thrill of the game came back up as an option, I think it was it has right. it, it is something that he's going to want to hold on to. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Any other questions? 
No, that's amazing. All right. So uh, the final piece that we do is um, each of us uh, narrates our character's epilogue to each other, describing the thoughts and actions of our character following the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, for this story, I, you know, we could say, uh, um, you know, maybe leading up to um, kind of the, the agreed upon meeting place or, mm-hmm. or something of that nature. Um, I can go first. Yeah, please. So, um, so yeah, after the gala, um, Albatross did go to the, the place. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't just a clever line. There, there was actually a burger place down mm-hmm. the road, um, and, uh, sat and ate a burger and had some fries and kind of kept an eye on the door and, um, didn't actually really want Roy to follow that fast. Um, cause that just seemed a little too easy. Um, but, uh, you know, but did go through with it just in case he checked up, mm-hmm. you know, just as a sort of, um, but then, um, yeah, Albatross absolutely does go back to that hotel and, uh, rents out that room for two weeks, um, and starts, uh, moving a bunch of stuff into that room, uh, you know, a bunch of the old papers and, and mm-hmm. the old, uh, recordings and things and just kind of setting up, um, a base of operations, whether or not uh, Roy decides to come. I think the first detail of the epilogue is as you're in that burger joint, you get a brief flash of a TV just before mm. some, but just before I, cause I think it's late, right? Like this gala is already mm-hmm, happening for sure. I think they're like switching off the TV and you get the briefest glimpse of Roy in like a blue blazer with a red tie and a white shirt and a flag pin. And it's on a 24 hour <laughs> news channel. And then they flip off the TV. Gotcha. Wow. And then the other half of it is, um, I think we do, we, we see, we, I think we see Roy walking in to like a fancy lunch place to meet with like lobbyists and just, for the briefest moment, like he's sitting down and talking with, with, you know, these like, I probably military contractors, right? Like he's talking to intelligence personnel. Yeah. And for the briefest second, he looks over one of their shoulders and Albatross is sitting there reading a newspaper. And there's, and <laughs> to anyone else, there was, there is not any sort of nod or acknowledgement. <laughs> right. But no one else is a spy like they are. For sure, right? The the little uh, almost imperceptible twitch of the finger holding the paper mm-hmm. or something. And like the eyebrow just barely twinges. Yeah. That's perfect. Um, that's, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for playing this game thank with me. Thank you, this was so good. So let's have a debrief and talk through like, so, and talk through some questions and we'll talk through, we'll, we will unwind and then we will wrap it up. That sounds great for sure. Um, so yes, there is a, a debrief section in the game. Um, what uh, what moments were particularly interesting to you? I was not sure which direction we were going to go. Like I, I, as soon as I threw, I was like, "Spies yeah. will be fun." I didn't know where Spies it was going. Spies will be silly and fun. And then the second you kind of threw out like being genuinely hurt it turned my entire perception of where we could go with it on its head. Yeah, it was, that was a, um, it was a, a bit of a risky choice on my part. Mm-hmm. Cause I did, I did kind of change the tone, but um, 
there was something about the way that that uh, that Roy kind of just casually mentioned exploding mines and how like, well, that's just the way the cookie crumbles, baby. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can fully agree. Um, yeah, and uh, thank you for going going on that tonal shift with me. Um, and it was interesting to see it kind of bounce back and forth a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I loved it. I thought that was that was that was the moment that really interested me. And also to the next question, that was probably my moment of surprise. Was like I had kind nice. of thrown out there this prompt that was a little bit silly and a little bit out there, and then that was probably the moment that I was like, "Oh, this is the story that we're telling, and it's fascinating." Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting when we were when we were playing it silly. I was having a hard time finding the groove of it a little mm-hmm. bit, um, and so I was kind of like, "Oh, okay, hold on, let me let me try and find the right fit." And then it really did. I, I agree, it settled in um, really nicely when that got that little bit of an edge of of the unfinished business. Yeah. So was there was there were there any interesting or surprising moments for you? Yeah, I think the. Uh, the uh the sort of surprising and also a bit of a synchronicity moment um when uh when i was trying to kind of evoke where we were because i hadn't really gotten a clear sense yet and i wasn't sure what place we were in i knew we were somewhere where we could speak fairly frankly mm-hmm. um but you know that we were obviously in public there was some sense of you know we probably shouldn't talk too loud um and when when you said something about a gala, that was already kind of starting to percolate in my head, kind of like a high mm-hmm. fancy event kind of thing. So that was um, that was really surprising and, and nice. That kind of uh, like that improv telepathy kind of kicked in. Yeah, I had realized like halfway through the scene that we hadn't like placed it. <laughs> yeah. And then I just kind of started thinking, like, how have I been picturing it? And I realized I'd been picturing myself wearing a very James Bond-esque tuxedo and was like, where would I yes. be? Where would I be in this outfit that's not like, you know, I was like, OK, so let's think this through. And that was also probably the moment that in terms of, of in terms of other kind of surprising moments, I think that was really the moment that I realized I kind of want for whatever reason, I don't even know why, but I kind of wanted Roy to be running for some sort of office. Oh, nice. So that that came in much earlier for you. For me, like that was sort of just, Neat. it was half that and half like when I had said hands to shake my head immediately. When I hear the phrase like I have hands <laughs> to shake, I immediately think hands to right. shake, babies to kiss, election stuff. And so when I had right. just said that, I was like, okay, let's go, let's just go with this decision and, and we'll figure out kind of what that means later. That's delightful. Cause it also, that really stuck when you said that it, it stuck in my head too. And I was trying to think, oh, okay. So Roy is here on some kind of official business, not just as a, you know, as a sort of to be seen, but really to see and be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's neat. It also, uh, it kind of, you know, a uh, retcon sort of way, it makes some sense that uh, that Albatross may have been really trying to get Roy, if, if Roy was making political moves, mm-hmm. um, that would be a very useful field agent to have oh, on yeah. your side if you're trying to dig down to the bottom of some weird conspiracy. I, and that actually, you know, that was going to be one of the things that I was, want- well, I'm still wondering about this aspect. That actually kind of answers why, why Albatross was like, I'm really curious as to why Roy wants to run for office. Yeah. 
because that's like what's, what's under that motivation yeah and then also like how is he going to do that because like he can't <laughs> right because like his his you backstory can't, you can't let people dig into your backstory yeah his life is redacted so like how is he possibly going to like just appear out of the shadows like hey vote for me everybody right i started existing two years ago <laughs> but those two years are clean as a whistle <laughs> This actually was a surprisingly affecting story for me. Yeah, I'm I'm really I'm I'm noticing I'm very personally affected by the story as well. Really hit me in the heart, I think is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it it had um it had so much uh unspoken richness between mm-hmm. them that you know, there are times when I'm improvising where I feel like um just the intuitions are, you know, I don't know where they're coming from, but I just kind of let them, you know, mm-hmm. you just kind of let it happen. You just sort of say what's on your mind. Um, with this one, there were so many things that would rise up that I, I couldn't figure out how to put into words because it just, it had this feeling of, uh, it was it was just a lot of unspoken stuff between these two characters. Um, mm-hmm. So it was it was really neat uh, to feel that, that um sort of vibing back and forth between our two characters and and both of us just kind of letting that roll. And I think here's the the thought that I want to at least as as far I'm, I'll, I'll throw it over to you after and see if you have any closing thoughts. But here's a closing thought sure. that kind of gels a lot of these things. One as soon as you said that I was control, it ma- I made a very conscious decision in my head. And mm. and I kind of half I threw out a tiny little reference that I, that my the listeners may or may not have caught that like in my head, I was playing the same mission control character that I've played in every game of Mission Accomplished that I have run. Oh, that's amazing. And so in my head, like, and that's and that was still kind of when we were kind of being a little silly about it. And I was like, this is just yeah. that character that like that like I've been playing has kind of now been kicked out of the, the organization himself. Right. He finally went a little too far. <laughs> and then it turned into this really heartfelt thing about like having to deal with the consequences of all of that in a way that like really just hit me like hit home and was surprising and was just fantastic and perfect because i was like yeah it 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 recast a very silly character into something very genuine and real and like poignant and sad and beautiful yeah that i've been like like it 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 it, i i'm so grateful that we did it (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad. That's amazing. I think that's a beautiful closing thought. Yeah, I, um, I'm just, I'm really, I'm so glad that it it had that that effect for you. It was you. beautiful. I'm so um, happy. Yeah, it, it really, it really affected me quite a bit as well. Well, thank you so um, much for playing it with me. This was an amazing game. Yeah. Thank you. I'm so glad. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm delighted by this, this run of it. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me on, and um, I, I uh, hope to come back someday. Yeah, for sure. So, real quick, before I wrap up, where can people find you and your work online? Absolutely. I'm on Twitter uh, at Divine Cheshire. Um, I am on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Ash Cheshire, just my full name. Uh, and those are probably the two best places to find me, and then there are links in those various places to other things. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a, an absolutely amazing game. And now I'm going to throw it over thank to... Thank you so much for having me. Of course, no problem. And now I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future, me. Thanks, Bass Me. And thanks again to Ash for coming on the show. That game was 
really, really special to me. And it was a beautiful, wonderful game, and I'm super happy that we got to play it. Be sure to check out the UNI anthology on DriveThruRPG. Be sure to check out Ash's other work at patreon.com slash ashcheshire, and be sure to follow Ash on Twitter at DivineCheshire. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Join our Discord community at bit.ly slash Discord. If you enjoy the work that I'm making in podcasts, game design, all of that kind of stuff, support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash jeffstormer. If you enjoy this particular show, leave us an iTunes review, give us some love on social media, or just tell a friend about the podcast. Anything to help us grow and do bigger, better, and cooler things. And speaking of podcasts you'll love, let me tell you about a little podcast called All My Fantasy Children. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by you. Every week, my best friend Aaron Catano Saez and I take a listener-submitted prompt, and we spin it into an original fantasy character, populating a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday at allmyfantasychildren.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates or about coming on to the show, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the force of fascism every single day. Remember, and this is very important, remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody.